Hello, everyone. My name is Brennan Marr. That noise you're hearing is my ventilator. Welcome to A Thousand Generations, presented by Page Turners. They were not my Star Wars podcast. Okay, folks. Today is to the day. The 40th anniversary of Return of the Jedi. What? Well, I don't even know where to begin. So let's go start at the beginning. Return of the Jedi is probably my third favorite Star Wars film. I think it's a tie with The Last Jedi. It's brilliant. Um, I think, I, I guess we'll get to the, the point. I think Return of the Jedi is the, and I say this very loosely, weakest of the original trilogy. And, but I don't think that means, and I don't think that means that it's not good. No, no. It's just, I prefer the other two. But um, just to get to the point, really is a great film. And I think for many years, it was sort of the black sheep of the trilogy. You know, people would always say, oh gosh, it's the thing that, you know, oh, those Ewoks and oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, a lot of the usual stuff. You know, the idea that it was kind of the weak link in the trilogy. Uh, You know, I I read a comic called Dork Tower. And the guy wrote a a really funny um, installment in the story where they're watching the uh, trailer for The Phantom Menace for the first time. Yeah, back in back in the day. And one of them says, well, it could stink. Because of Return of the Jedi stunk, you know, there anything. And that was kind of the joke for many, many years. I think what really came out of it, or what it what it boils down to is that there were certain segment of fans who were older and they thought Return of the Jedi was too kitty. There's some some of that generation who still feel that way today. I know one guy who was of that generation who still thinks it's terrible. Called it the worst theatrical experience of his life. But I don't want to talk about that. I love this movie. I really do. And tonight on the Let's Get Ready Network, I'm going to be recording a video of my favorite moments from the movie. Uh, And that will be posted at some point, so look for that. I'll make sure to put that out there.
there are some so many iconic moments in this movie. Everything with Jeremy the Hunt's palace. The Sarlacc pit battle. The speeder bike chase. Endor. You know, the defeat of the Emperor. The redemption of Anakin Skywalker. Luke Skywalker throwing down his lightsaber. And saying, I'll never turn to the dark side. The battle of Endor, particularly the parts in space. Actually, and even on the ground, that might be some of the most extraordinary visual effects I've ever seen. Considering that all this is done without computer. Just a minute ago, I was telling a friend of mine that when George Lucas did some alterations to the his Star Wars movies, he did not touch the visual effects of the Battle of Endor. He didn't. He didn't touch it. No. He was satisfied with what was done. And ILM got an Oscar for this. Well deserved. The Battle of Endor is extraordinary. Jabba the Hutt might be the greatest puppet ever on screen. Though the Rancor, I mean, the Rancor is a great puppet too. You really can't tell. I mean, it's genius. Same thing. George didn't touch the visual effects of the Rancor. Except maybe for removing some of the matte lines. Uh, that were very obvious. In, you know, the old way you used to composite things. Uh, practically. Um... The music, John Williams, yet again, nails it. Another Oscar nomination. Uh, the March of the Ewoks, or the, well, I think it's called Parade of the Ewoks. Actually, you know what? I don't know. I'll look it up. Um, you have the, the Ewok music. You have the Emperor's theme which is now iconic. You have, I think, what's an underrated theme called Luke and Leia. It's their brother-sister theme. Absolutely beautiful. Um, might be one of my favorite pieces of Star Wars music. And yes, it's called Parade of the Ewoks. Now, I know this got taken out for the special edition, but Lefty Neck. That's the song that Slice Noodles originally sang in Jarvis Tellus. Before it was replaced by uh, a song that I don't, I don't like, but I don't want to dwell on that. Lefty Neck is great. The Rebel Alliance theme is great. The Emperor's theme, which is, like I said, become iconic. By the way, Ray's theme is kind of like the Emperor's theme. 
Just saying. Um, I could go on and on. Some of the Jeffers Talis music is great. Using like a tuba to represent Java. This is also the movie that's got the most feels the most like a kid with his toys. And I mean that in a good way. You have all these really neat looking aliens. You know, cornucopias weird aliens. And cool, you know, biker scouts and all sorts of cool tech and uh, vehicles and vessels. I mean, it's just great. It, it really feels like this is the culmination of what George Lucas was making. There's an interview where George says that now that they had established the Star Wars universe, he could play a little bit more with it. And thus, this might be the most um, a cornucopia of a movie. I think that the moments that stand out to me the death of Anakin Skywalker now has a new meaning. I get emotional watching that scene now. Sebastian Shaw does a great job with like only like 20 words of dialogue. That moment, I remember as a kid, that moment stuck with me. The moment of the unmasking of Anakin Skywalker. And you see he's this old, broken man. He's not even that old, but his evil has aged him. Because he would only actually be 46. I I think. 45. Yeah. But seeing this broken man. Here is this figure that terrorized the galaxy. You take off his mask, and what is he? Like, right out of the King Arthur legend. He seems so... bland. And I don't mean bland, I mean just a, a guy. A broken, battered man. Whose hate and anger was the only thing keeping him alive. That moment of seeing that face stuck with me. I'm like, oh, kids, I wanted to know the story. I wanted to know, how did he become bad? Where did he come from? Why did this happen? And of course, we got the prequels, and I've explained my journey with them, and I now love them. And I love the story that's being told. Also in the Clone Wars movie and show and the ghost of Anakin Skywalker at the end okay this was very controversial when it happened back in 2004 on the DVD version of the movies as I've come to love the prequels and love the story now the Obi-Wan series as well Seeing Hayden Christensen 
as the ghost of Anakin is moving to me. Was it arguably more moving with Sebastian Shaw? Uh, arguably. Arguably. And yes, it is a bit of a shame that he wasn't there anymore. Um, given that, you know, it's this great actor who was removed, which is unfortunate. Putting all the real-world ethics aside, seeing Hayden still gets me emotionally. I've seen the story of this character. I've come to love Hayden Christensen as Anakin. Yes, Attack of the Clones has some pretty cheesy dialogue and bad romantic scenes. Yes, yes, yes. That moment still moves me. I don't necessarily buy George Lucas's logic behind it. I won't go into that. But it moves me. The only change that George Lucas made in this movie that I don't like or don't accept maybe accepts the wrong word, appreciate is the Jedi Rocks dance number. Which I think is pretty bad. But besides that, this movie's great. Even the Blu-ray. Adding Darth Vader saying no when he throws the Emperor down the shaft. That does not ruin the scene for me. No, no. I don't know if some people at the time it did. It doesn't for me. Does it add to the scene? I don't know about that, but it doesn't ruin it. The moment of the Emperor being chucked down the shaft. One of the great greatest moments in Star Wars. The swelling of the force theme. Yet again, John Williams nailing it. Ian McDermott as the great, great actor. 37-year-old Ian McDermott, my age, playing Palpatine. Kudos to him. We get to see Mon Mothma for the first time. You get to see the Admiral Akmar and the Mon Calamari species. The really interesting design of the rebel spaceships that are very in stark contra contrast to the uniformity of the Empire. Lando's escape from the fiery Death Star and going, yeah, you know, big scream of victory. There are so many joyous moments in this movie that are just moving and beautiful and fun. This might be the most fun Star Wars movie. And I love the Ewoks. Let's be clear about this. The Ewoks will capture you, roast you alive, and eat you. They may look cute and cuddly and like comic relief, but they're savage, vicious little killers. If you have any doubts, go on to YouTube. 
and look up Ewok Hunt. You will see how terrifying these creatures are. So, I could go on. I am so happy to say, happy 40 years to Return of the Jedi. Directed by Richard Marquand, who deserves a lot of praise, too. He is often lost in the shuffle. A lot of people talk about George Lucas. Richard Marquand deserved kudos as well. Sadly, he is no longer with us. He passed away not long after Return of the Jedi. And said he's not around to see the legacy of his movie. It's extraordinary. Happy 40 years. As we conclude, I need to say happy five-year anniversary to follow a Star Wars story. Which, let me just say this once and for all, is a good Star Wars movie. I could go on about that. All I will say is Solo is great. The score is great. The actors are great. It's a great movie. Happy five years. Those are my thoughts on the anniversaries celebrating 40 years to the day of the release of Star Wars Episode 6, Return of the Jedi. My name is Brandon Marr. The noise you're hearing is my ventilator. Let me know your thoughts on this movie. Thank you for tuning in to A Thousand Generations. Presented by Page Turners, they were not my Star Wars podcast. May the Force be with you.